Welcome to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast, where we share illuminating stories and knowledge to inform, educate, inspire and empower you in the areas of business, health, finance, philanthropy, art, and entrepreneurship, designed to help you achieve your goals. And now here is your host, Desiree Stanley. Welcome everyone to the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Stanley, and with me today is my special guest, Eliana Ojeda. Welcome to the show, Eliana. I'm so delighted that you're on the show to share with everyone your fantastic story and journey so far. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for this. And so I asked Eliana to come on the show to talk about what she's doing. And she has launched a singing and songwriting career. And she's going to tell us some super cool stuff that she's working on and some things that she's already done. So tell us right now, Eliana, was music, was singing, was this always something that you knew that you wanted to do from age of a little girl to where you are now? Well, actually, I didn't grow up singing and I don't have like a musically talented family. And so I think it's really funny. Like when I tell people that knew me when I was a little girl, they're like, you sing? Like, what? what is this? You know, but I was always around a lot of different types of music. My parents were always playing music when I was a kid. They played like old country. They played reggae and rock music and just everything. I was very exposed to a lot of different genres as a little girl. And I always felt so connected to music. And even when I was little, my dad would always tell the story that he, like I was sitting in the back of his car and he turned the radio on and he said that I was like singing all the words to the song that he didn't even know. And I was probably like four or five and he was like, you can't even read yet. Like how are you going to all this stuff? <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't really start getting into singing until high school, actually. I did, you know, taekwondo growing up, softball, soccer, and then I danced for a couple of years and just being on stage really like I felt at home, which was really interesting because I had never danced, you know, and I was like, wow, I love this feeling of being able to perform in front of so many people. And, you know, I wasn't the best dancer, <laughs> but I really loved that feeling of performing. And then as a little girl, I always wanted to be a pop star. Like that's just a little girl thing, you know, the big dreams, be a movie star, a pop star. But yeah, I, I started taking vocal lessons when I was probably 14. I started taking lessons and learning how to properly sing and properly breathe, like breathe correctly and enunciate correctly. It was just life-changing. So I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. I love this. And I started like talent shows and little things here and there. And it just felt like this is what I was supposed to do. And I don't know, it just kept like getting bigger and bigger. I was like, wow, I want to do this and I want to do this. And I ended up taking piano lessons. I started at 19, which is crazy because I'm 22 now. But yeah, I started at 19 and I was just kind of learning how to kind of like point chords a little bit. And then I wanted to use that in songwriting because I've been writing like poems for years and years. In high school, I was very interested in English class and getting to write all those different types of poems and essays and expressing myself through words. I just thought that was so cool. And 
to like merge those two together with music and lyrics, you know, because I feel like poems and songs are very, very similar. You know, they have like standards and then there's verses and they're pretty much like the same thing. And being able to like merge those two worlds was just like, wow. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you said that you started piano to just plunk on some chords. You started and really you, it wasn't something that you necessarily had to do, right? To write songs, you don't necessarily need to know how to play the piano, but it was something that you felt like you wanted to do, I guess, to enhance, right? What you were working on. And so how are you now? Are you still like plunking chords or are you a little bit more proficient at it? I would say I'm like average. I'm not like Mozart over here, but I just, I think I know enough to where I'm comfortable with songwriting. And I know just enough of music theory and so where I feel comfortable talking to other people that also make music, you know, like I can speak their language a little bit and it makes me a little bit more confident when I'm songwriting. Oh, for sure. And so that actually leads me to a couple of questions. One is, did you take classes for music writing or songwriting? Or was it just the lessons that you took for singing and, you know, that kind of thing? Was there any other uh, courses that you did? I actually didn't take any songwriting classes. I did when I moved on to like my piano lessons. My, my teacher was also my vocal coach at the time and she's an opera singer and she's phenomenal. At the time, I was also on their performance team. And so, you know, I was kind of getting a feel for playing and singing and doing like the whole, the whole thing. And I was like, well, I really want to start writing my own music. And so I kind of asked her like how I would be able to do that. So she kind of like wrote the guidelines of writing, how to write a song, just like the basic knowledge that you need to know. Like you need a chord progression, you need a melody, you need things like that in words, you know, and so, <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> so she definitely helped me through it, but she kind of let me take like creative direction on it. You know, she just let me like do my thing. And then she would be like, oh, well, we can try this and this. But yeah, I didn't necessarily go to school for it. That's awesome though. And, you know, I think sometimes when you get into like the nitty gritty of doing something, instead of just learning maybe theory about something, it's like at a different level, right? And that experience sort of getting your hands dirty with it and you're just like getting in there and working on it. And I think that's awesome. So fantastic. And so what I wanted to ask you also, because you had mentioned about some of the talent shows and some of the performances that you were doing, tell us about some of the experiences that you had. And I kind of know some of the things that you did, but I'd love for the listeners to hear like about your experiences, what it was that you did for some of the different things that you tried out for and what that was like. So share that with us now, if you would. Yeah. So I have auditioned for American Idol in person mm -hmm. twice. And I think what people don't really understand is that it's several auditions until you get to the first audition that's televised. And so it's just an open call and people come from all over the world and, you know, you line up in these giant lines that wrap around buildings and you're all auditioning at once and it's just chaos. But it's so cool to experience that. When I was at, I think I was a sophomore in high school, I had kept reminding my mom, I was like, 
mom, I really want to go try out for American Idol. Let's do this. And then I ended up missing the California one. Oh, and she booked tickets and she flew us to, to Texas, Austin, Texas. And I auditioned in this big warehouse. And it was so crazy. We got up at four in the morning to get Uber there. There was just so many people. And it, it's such a great experience because you're just surrounded by all these people that are, you know, pursuing their dreams as well. And it's so inspiring to see all the different kinds of people that, you know, are striving for the same goal. And it's just like a big community of people and everyone's actually really friendly. You would think it'd be competitive and like, oh, I'm better than you. But no, it's, it's so cool. I've made so many friends and I'm still in contact with a few of them. And, you know, just to see like their story, like progress, it's so awesome. Oh yeah, for sure. And so you mentioned twice. So you tried out in Austin and then did you try out somewhere else? What happened there? Oh yeah. So in 2019, that was probably the last real open call, like in-person open call that American Idol had due to the pandemic. And so I went actually last minute and I went by myself. <laughs> it was so funny because I had seen some ads and I was like, mm, well, I didn't make it last time, but you know, why not? Let's try it again. The worst they can say is no. And so it was actually in San Jose. So I drove to San Jose. I really wasn't prepared and I waited in this super long line again. And got to meet even more cool people. When it was time for the audition, I auditioned and I just kind of stood there and I was like singing my song. It was an Adele song and I, I had my eyes closed and everything. And, and then the lady's like, okay, I want to hear more. And so I was like, okay. And then she's like, I want you to sing this song, but I want you to perform it. And little 19 year old me was like, okay. So I sang and I'd like try to move my arms and it just wasn't, it just wasn't it. And so... I just was like, oh my gosh. And she's like, well, you're this close, but you just need to work on your performance aspect of it. You need to just work the stage. And I was like, okay. And so I actually had worked with a dance coach for that. She would teach me different moves that I could do on stage and just try to express myself and feel the song kind of like an actor does where they write a backstory of their role where I was writing backstories of the song and, you know, trying to portray the feelings of the song on stage. And so that was very helpful. Oh, yeah. It sounds like that feedback. Well, first of all, I think it's fantastic that you went and tried again, because so many people would be like, well, they didn't take me. They didn't like me, you know, excuses, whatever things that run through our mind. But you said, I'm going to try again. Okay. That was awesome. And then the other thing is, is that they gave you such good feedback there, right? Something that you could learn and work on and improve on so that next time, it's yeah. like a whole <laughs> nother ball game. So you're, right. you're way more prepared and you're ready to, you know, perform on all levels. And you wouldn't have known that unless you had tried again. So I love that. It's awesome. Absolutely. I just, I love learning. I feel like we're just constantly learning and especially in the performing business, there's just, you need to like be everything, <laughs> you know, because you need to stand out and it's just like, wow, there's, there's lots to know, lots, lots to learn. And it's all about training. I think that that's a huge part of it because I would get discouraged because I've done a couple of virtual auditions as well. And that one's not really my favorite because you're just like auditioning on a computer and then you send a video in and sometimes the audio is all messed up and it's just like not authentic. But I think 
if you're what they're looking for at the time, then you know it. And I feel like it's just not my time yet. And that's okay. And then right now is maybe your time to continue learning and growing and developing your singing, songwriting, your skills, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. So talking about your songwriting now, I'm really curious, where do you get the inspiration? You had mentioned loving your English classes at school and writing poems. So are these things that just pop into your head and you want to write about them or are you getting inspiration from somewhere? Yeah, I feel like they just kind of pop in my head, which is really interesting. When I'm writing emotional ballads or anything like that, I usually write my lyrics out in poem form and just kind of feel it out. Or even if I'm feeling, let's say I'm feeling like angry, then I'll just write angry on my paper and then just see what comes out. And it's really funny because you just end up writing everything that you're feeling. And I feel like it's just so therapeutic to do that. And then you end up coming up with some like great ideas and it's all like in front of you. With ballads and emotional songs in general, I usually do the poem and then I'll find a chord progression that I like. And then I kind of make the words into a melody and just kind of play around with it and then see what comes out if I like it or not. I love it. And you know, it's such a creative process, right? I I think it's so cool that you just are almost free writing. Like you said, you just wrote a word or a feeling at the top of the page and just almost free wrote whatever came to mind. And then you pulled together what made the most sense to create the song. And that's so cool. Are there artists that are inspiration for you? Do you like a particular genre of music, or I know you said your parents introduced you to so many different types of music. So is there something that is really special to you that helps you write your songs? I think one of my favorite artists ever is Adele. She's Mm. just so powerful and oh my gosh, I just love her so much and her lyrics and they're just incredible. And, you know, she is a powerhouse. (laughs) I just love it so much. And Um, I really like R&B artists too. Those inspire me as well. I really love Ariana Grande. I love her sound. I love Silver Walker, SZA, Sabrina Claudio. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Megan Maroney, who's a country singer. She's a newer country singer. I think women in music are just so powerful because they're able to take all these different emotions and like put them in songs and just release all of that. And it's just so beautiful. You can take something so ugly, like heartbreak, and then just make it this beautiful song. And it's just so incredible. That's awesome. It, it really is like cathartic. It's, you know, you feel those emotions and you're able to process them and then you get it out and maybe you relive it when the songs come on, but then you like move on and you're happy, right? So right, I yeah. think that's like such a cool music is so amazing and I love music all genres of music I think that each kind of has their time in our lives right as we're going through different things I love it and I think that it's fantastic that you can take inspiration from different artists from different genres and use that to help you to create so let's talk a little bit about when you do write something and you've actually produced and sang a couple of songs now that are on Spotify. They're available on Spotify as EP, right? Yeah. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from that? And and then on the other side of that is, 
if there's been any kind of negative feedback, like how do you deal with that sort of thing? I've just been very blessed with the people that I've surrounded myself with. And luckily they've had such positive feedback for me. And I'm not saying that I only should have positive feedback. You know, I do really appreciate when people have constructive criticism towards me. And it's like, I just want to be able to improve. You know, I have gotten some, I would say like haters, but I think when it comes to like putting your art out, it's such a vulnerable thing to do. And, you know, you have to go into it knowing that some people are not going to like it and some people are going to love it. And it just depends on the person and what they truly enjoy. But at the end of the day, I think the most important opinion on my music would be my own because Mm -hmm. it is my project. And, you know, if I'm proud of it and if I'm confident in it and I love it, then I think that's all that matters because it's literally my art and I just want to share it with people. And I, I don't necessarily do it for other people. I, I do it to express myself. And I think that's the best way that you can look at it. Oh yeah. That's excellent. Such a great point. It's really like your mindset about that is so fantastic because you're right. There are going to be people that love it and there are going to be people that hate it. And that just doesn't even matter what it is that you're doing that's going to be the case. And so that you're just taking it like, this is mine. I created it. And it's so important that I love it first and foremost. And that's such a great attitude to have about it. So excellent. Now, how many songs have you released today? Right now, I have four songs out. So I have the three on my EP and I have a single that came out in January. Nice. And how did you get connected to who it is that helped you put that together to be able to release on Spotify? Yeah, this is actually a really crazy story. So my producer is actually my cousin, but we have a nine-year age gap. So we weren't, we didn't grow up together or anything like that. And unfortunately, my uncle passed away a couple of years ago. And so at the funeral, I was talking to his dad and he was asking me, oh, what do you want to do? What are you doing with your life? And I was like, oh, I really want to make music. And at the time, I don't even think I had written like a full song yet, but I was just projecting that out there. I was like, oh, I really want to be a songwriter. And he goes, oh, well, my son makes music. And I was like, oh, really? And he was sitting right behind me. And so I was like, oh my gosh. And we just kind of reconnected. And yeah, it was crazy. I was like, wow, I didn't know that there were other people in my family that liked music this much and want to pursue it as well. So it was really cool to just have that connection, you know, and I think we always say in my family that my uncle made it happen. He made this connection happen. And, you know, the last thing that he told my mom was that he was going to come watch me perform. And that was the morning of his passing. He had texted her that. And I just thought that was just so crazy because I was like, he is there and he, he made this connection and he'll always be there when I'm performing. Oh, that's so sad, but also what a wonderful thing to happen from that and talk about timing. And you did, you mentioned timing earlier and that is timing. How would you even have known? Would you even have connected with this cousin of yours if this hadn't happened? And so sometimes there's those moments in life that it's just like everything lines up for your goal or what you're pursuing to happen. And it sounds like that was the case on that day. So that was excellent. 
And so he has helped you to, as your producer, to to get the songs recorded and put up on Spotify. I have no idea how any of that works. So kind of walk us through that. What does that whole process look like? Yeah, so pretty much we work really well together as a team. When I first started songwriting, I mentioned I was just clunking chords. And I was like, I like this sound. And he was able to kind of add to the sound of it. He did that with Outgrown and Leave Me Be, my two ballad songs. And he was able to add melodies in the keys. And it was just so crazy. He would just, I would just tell him the chords and be like, oh, I'm playing this, this, and this. And he'd be like, okay. And he was just like, do, 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 And then he would record it. And then we would record my vocals. And when it came to R&B, he would make the beats. I would send him some inspo songs. I would send him like Ariana Grande, Scissor, all of these different songs that I liked and I wanted to kind of have similar sound to and he would make a beat and he would make probably like three or four beats and send them to me and he'd be like okay which one are you liking the most and we can go from there and so victim actually he he made and we had been working on a different R&B song for the EP and <laughs> I had my heart set on this other song on this other beat and then last minute I was like it doesn't feel right you know, so he had told me, okay, I'm going to make this be- and then I'm going to come over and we're going to knock it out. And I was like, okay. So we usually upload our music on this website called DistroKid. That is what puts it on all the streaming platforms and on YouTube and everything like that. We had put in that we're going to release three songs in two weeks, which is coming very close because usually when you're uploading music, you want to at least have four weeks in between when you upload it onto DistroHid and get it out there. And we were just like cutting it really close. I'd worked a Saturday and he had sent me the beat in the morning and I didn't have time to look at it. And he was coming over in 30 minutes after I got off work and I listened to it. I was like, okay. And I was just jotting down everything. And so when he got to the house, he was like, okay, do you have it? And I was like, yeah. So I just sang it to him and he was like, that works. And it was just so crazy. We're like, oh my gosh. And we uploaded it that night, and that's actually my most streamed song, which is really funny. It was written in 30 minutes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. You must have been super inspired by it, that it could come together so quickly like that. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned that that is your most streamed song. You've got four songs that are out now, and... How many of them have been downloaded or listened to or however that works? What, yeah. what does that look like for you? Yeah, I check Spotify for artists every day and I check Apple Music for artists. I don't know if that's the correct name of it, but <laughs> it tells you like your stats and they're changing a lot. I would have to like look. Um, you check every day, it sounds like. Yeah, I check daily and it's, it's so cool to see because you can see when people put your song on playlists and you could see like who's listening to it and how many times they're streaming it. And it's really cool because I've seen people that I know from high school or people that I knew when I was younger. And I'm like, oh, wow, well, they're actually listening to my music. That's so awesome. That's super cool. And so you are working on some new songs? Yeah. So I feel like I'm constantly writing. I'm just always like, oh, I have an idea. And I'm writing it down in my phone and my notes app. Lately, you've been working on a country song, actually. So I'm really excited for that one. We're still in the works of recording it and everything and getting guitar for it. And it's just like a whole different ball game when it comes to country. 
we're used to writing, you know, ballads and R&B songs. I'm just really excited to take this stuff in a different direction. And so we're doing that. And I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to release an album either later this year or early next year. Okay, so like full full album would be how many songs? I'm thinking like 18 songs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like there's some work to do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but what an exciting prospect and challenge that you're trying this whole different genre than you're used to. And I think that's great because it's like you're expanding your abilities and your range, right? And that's always a good thing. Yeah, definitely. I guess I don't really want to be put into like a genre box. I want people to be like, oh, I can cry to her or I can turn up or I can dance. You know, I just want to be able to be super versatile for people and my listeners. Are you just writing songs for yourself or have you considered writing songs to submit to other artists? Yeah, I've actually been thinking about that a lot. I think that Eventually, I really want to do that right for other people or in, and be able to write with other people. <laughs> I think right now, all of my songs are so personal. And I, I definitely want to be able to write and send them out to other people and, you know, make all those different connections like that. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So tell us then, because I'm kind of curious too, what it is that you hope that the people who are listening to your music will take from it. What is it about these songs that you think is a story that you're trying to tell or whatever the case may be? What is it that you want the listeners to take away from the music? I think I'm a big person on feeling your feelings mm. and really going through the motions of like actually processing everything that you've been through in whatever situation it may be, whether it be happy or sad, you know, and I think that my first EP was very like, it kind of, I put it in order to kind of tell a story in a way where the first one was kind of talking about letting go of something. And even though it's really hard for you and it doesn't feel like the right choice, it actually is the right choice. And it's okay to be upset that you have to let go of something. And then the second one, Leave Me Be, is just kind of like fully processing that you've had to let this person or thing go in your life and just be like, okay, I'm done. You know, like to finally be able to cut off those emotional sad feelings for that. And then where victim is kind of this angsty, you know, sassy, like I was the victim, not you. <laughs> and it just kind of, it's like this roller coaster of emotions that you really go through in life sometimes. And even with Wicked, that my single that just came out, I feel like that one was just really sassy as well. And it was just kind of what I was feeling in the moment. And I feel that's what I really want people to feel is these are my actual emotions and my real life. And, you know, I'm just putting it out there and I'm being as authentic as I can and you just got to feel your feelings. That's excellent. It's such a great thing that you're doing too, because we do, we need to feel our feelings and we need to process our feelings and we need to learn and then let go, right? And so I think it's awesome that you're, you're telling a story and you're walking people through that so that they can use that 
as well for themselves, if the case may be. And I love that you said that sassy and it's like, you're kind of like the comeback, right? This is the comeback. And now nothing's going to stop me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. Well, Eliana, I have enjoyed learning about you, about your songwriting and the storytelling that you're doing with it. Thank you for sharing this with us. I always like to wrap up the show by asking the guests what books they've read or maybe podcasts that they're listening to that have been influential or beneficial to them in their lives. And so is there something that you'd like to share with us that you think would benefit the listeners? I'm like, yeah, I don't get to listen to podcasts as much as I'd like to, but I do listen to my cousin's podcast called Elevate Today. And it's just, I feel like it's very enlightening and makes you feel so happy to listen to these stories that she's interviewing with these people. And it's so nice. She gives you like this motivation in a way. It's very motivating. And I think that's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. I, I wish I read more books. I, I'm more of like a romance novel person. <laughs> but yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, and I'll include in the show notes the link to the podcast so that other people can go check that out. And, and I'm interested as well, because of course, I love hearing uplifting stories. And, you know, that's part of why I'm doing the podcast is to inspire and empower others so that they feel like they can do what it is that they want to do. So I'm looking forward to checking that out. So thank you for sharing. And then finally, because we've talked so much about your music and it's available on Spotify and iTunes. So what do people need to look for in order to find your music in those places? Usually I tell people to look up Eliana in all caps, E-L-I-A-N-A. And usually I have them look up Outgrown, which is the name of my EP because there's so many Elianas right now on Spotify. It could be Apple Music, pretty much any streaming platform. I should be on <laughs> and YouTube as well. Awesome. And so is your YouTube, how can we find you there? Yeah, I think it's YouTube slash Eliana Ojeda. Nice. So again, I'll include that in the show notes. So it's easy to, to click the link and take you there. I wanted to ask if you've got Instagram or, you know, Facebook, or if you're doing something that you've got for your music specifically that you want to share so people can follow along on your musical journey, that would be great. Yeah, I'm on TikTok and I'm also on Instagram, also Facebook, but I don't really post much on Facebook. And I believe both of them are Eliana Ojeda with two A's at the end on both accounts, TikTok and Instagram. Yeah, I forgot for a second the age of the person I was talking to. So yeah, <laughs> I should have immediately started with TikTok and Instagram and didn't even bother with Facebook. But yeah. I'm old. So anyway, but yes, I'll include those there as well. So thank you for sharing that. And it's been such a delight to have you on the show, Eliana. And I'm so excited for you and pursuing your passion and your dream. And of course, you know, I wish you absolutely the best and the best of luck in, in what you're doing. Thank you so much. That means a lot, especially coming from you. I've known you like my whole life. <laughs> well, thank you again. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us this week on the Pockets of Knowledge podcast. 
Be sure to join us again next week for more great information designed to educate, inspire, and empower you to achieve your goals. And thanks again for listening. Thank you all for being here. I'm thrilled to have you join me for my new podcast. If you found this episode enjoyable, I'd love for you to show your support by following, rating, and reviewing on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback will not only help me improve, but it will also help others discover the content. Happy listening.